Joining me today is the whole Talks and Talk crew. As our special guest, we got Asia, we got Styles, and we've got Ahmad over the phone. Let's talk. So, you guys, tell me how you guys are doing. Thank you. So, let's talk with Asia. Hi, I'm Asia. I'm from California. I'm a graduate student here at ETSU, and right now I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. Life is prospering. Yeah. Styles. Uh, my name is Styles Davis. I'm from Toledo, Ohio. Um, I'm blessed. Okay. So, starting with the check-in. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not. I'm sorry. <laughs> is my mic on? Everybody yes. can hear me. Yes. Hi, y'all. What's going on? My name is Ahmad M. Robinson. I'm from Chattanooga, Tennessee, and I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. All right, all right. Okay. So starting off with some check-in. So how's life doing? How's everyone doing? I'm doing... Sorry, can I start? Mm -hmm. I just yeah. want to say something because I noticed, like, because I did my self-care, because I went hiking today. I think I really needed that. So I'm feeling a lot... Earlier, I was feeling very, like, frustrated and overwhelmed. But since I went hiking and I talked to God, I feel a lot better. So um, I'm doing way better. So yeah. thank God. Okay, nice. I've been blessed all around. Just Amen. staying focused, staying focused on God, and just grinding, getting to it. Amen. Um, I'm getting back to how I do stuff. I've been tired lately with working school, but right now I'm in a good headspace. I feel good. I'm surrounded by people that I enjoy and that care for me, so I'm doing great. Amen. Okay. Me, I've been doing good. I had a good weekend. I had a safe trip. Made it home back safe. Went there safe. Everything went great. I had fun. <clears throat> had a few downs, but everything was good. Everything turned out good. Everything's working out pretty good. I would say I'm doing a good nine. I'm going to say a 10 out of 10 because I'm still breathing. Mm -hmm. So I'm doing good. I'm feeling great. Everything's just going great. With that being said, let's talk about what open table conversation is. Today's topic is open table conversation one. Open table conversation is where we just say some time to talk, talk about anything. We don't have like a really designed topic that we talk about. And we don't have like a design topic we talk about. We just talk about different things. We answer you guys' questions that you send us. And we just talk. Just, just toss and talk just about anything. It's in the air. Whatever's in our mind, whatever we're thinking. We just talk about it so with that being said let's go ahead and toss and talk if i'm ready if you guys are ready to toss and talk let's toss and talk so you guys will sit it back with me let's toss and talk okay let's do it again like that one are you guys ready to toss and talk let's toss and talk baby okay okay starting off starting off with that being said we okay i think we're ready Okay. Yeah, so y'all guys got y'all pumped up. I like it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so basically with that starting off, I want to start like, how do you how do you stay grounded when everything's changing? That's the question I have for you guys. How do you stay like grounded when everything around you is just constantly changing? Especially in the, especially when the world we live in is constantly changing. How do you stay grounded in your life? Oh, that's a good question. Who wanna start? Who wanna start? I, 
I can't. Sorry, I talk a lot because I feel <laughs> like I feel like I'd be having a lot to say. I'm gonna start off. I'm, let me start off. Okay. <laughs> Okay. 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 Go ahead. Good. That's, you know, that's so okay, I just okay. How to uh, say the question again? One more time. How to stay grounded when everything around you is constantly changing? So how I stay grounded, and I don't know about nobody else, but how I stay, uh, you know, grounded um, when everything around me is crumbling is I try to keep my peace because mm -hmm. I notice that I don't get peace nowhere else other than you know from within myself. So if people see me happier or something like that or bubbly or just having a great day, um, it didn't come from nothing I did today. It, it came from me just just happy that I just woke up or, you know, just just being happy just to be alive or, you know, being in the space I'm at in life right now. So, you know, it, I, everything has to, like, come from within when you know everything around you is crumbling. But, you know, you're still in that good spot mentally and physically. So you got to always, like, keep a... Um, a peaceful mindset throughout mm. anything you go through. Mm. That's really good. I really like that, Ma. Okay. Can I go next? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Mm. Sorry, I really like what Ma said. I, I agree with that, too. Mine kind of has something to do with that. But I feel like mine has also, like, I'm looking at it from the, like, mental health perspective. Because I feel like, say, like, the world, everything's going crazy around you, like chaos. But if you're not even well mentally yourself, then, like, that's not, you know, like, if you're not mentally well yourself, I feel like that's not going to make it better, if that makes sense. So it's like, uh, I've been in this space where I'm really prioritizing my mental health, and I realize that um, it also reflects on how, like, I treat other people, like, and how, I, how, like, things go in my life. Like, I realize I've started attracting better opportunities, better people, friendships, you know what I'm saying? Just better um, situations for me, like prioritizing my mental health, doing those things, like going to the gym, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, reading my Bible, talking to God, and stuff like that. So that's what helps me uh, stay grounded and stuff. Okay, who wants to? Uh, I agree with both of them, but for me, staying grounded, I have to journal, pray, and then talk to my parents. To me, my family is like a big ass, they're a big. Contribution, yeah, like they're my rock basically. So mm -hmm. when something's not going right or whatever in my life, I always I pray about it first, then I journal about it, and then I'll go talk to my mom or my dad or something about that to get you know knowledge from them because they've been around, they've gone through the ups and downs, and their situation might not be exactly how mine was, but through their experiences, they can help me and they help, you know, ground me in those situations when it's rocky, so. Mm. Nah. Okay. Uh, oh, I forgot it, sorry. You Alrighty, so with me, man, I say building a strong foundation, um, stay grounded. Because a lot of people go to the, um, say they have more money, they be grounded. You know, everything will go perfect, everything will be all right. But it's like, if you're not building your house on rock, if you build your house on sand, it's gonna fall, no matter how big the house is. Mm -hmm. So I'm saying, um, having a strong foundation, and my strong foundation personally for me is God. Because, and reading the Bible and everything, because it tells you all to be able to build a kingdom, to be able to build a strong foundation. It tells you who to hang around with, who not to hang around with. And it's just like, it says it all in the Bible, I promise you. Um, 
and by listening and um, abiding by the words, by the, um, it's discipline, mm. you know. And if you discipline yourself, then it's like, say if you're having a bad day, you're not going to look at the bad things. You're disciplined enough to look at the good things around you. And this is just, man, it comes with a whole bunch of things. So I say, the Bible, just God. That's my, that's my foundation. That's my ground. Mm. Yeah, you Okay. Me personally, how I stay grounded, like, like praying, God, and who said peace? I'm going to say peace. Because we was just talking about peace. Me and you earlier at the height, we was just talking about peace. Because it was crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> it was crazy. Is that when I went to my auntie church when I was out of town on the weekend. And you know how pastors talking about body ground and mind? Their church was talking about state of the mind. And I thought that was kind of coincidental. Kind of crazy, but I'm here when they're talking about state of the mind. I'm like, okay, maybe God's trying to tell me something, that's something wrong with my mind. <laughs> I need to fix my mind. But back to what I'm saying, like, he's, he talked about having peace in your house, having your house built on peace. No matter if something happened, you had a piece of God in you. So you just, you don't, you, it's okay to worry, but it doesn't affect your sleep. It's not affecting you fully. That where you're not, you can't do the things you normally do every day. So I would say, especially, I'm gonna know how to have more peace and stop reacting so crazy because y'all know <laughs> I get pissed off. There's a little side of me that comes out. And I learn how to maintain peace and stay ground in peace and of God's peace, not just the world's peace because the world's peace is separate. God's peace. It's eternal. Right? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's good. I'm sending yeah. you down anymore. Okay. Any more add ons to And it's also it's like you ain't got to worry about nothing because you know everything happens for the good as long as you put in the work that you need to put in. Because mm -hmm. some people get it twisted like they don't really do work. No, you have to put in the work. But if you have the right foundation, you put in the hard work, then no matter what, it's going to. Yeah, everything. Like, like they're saying, everything happens for a reason. Like, which comes back to purpose. Like whatever happened to you, what happened to you? If you if you get ready to get hit by a car, it has it has a purpose. Next to my, no matter how sad it is, it has a purpose. That's like the Bible verse that just was. Oh, freaking the bus! Oh, freaking the bus! Like if you was to get, if you was to get hit by, like if Lamar was to legit, like let's say Lamar, let's say gets evicted out of his home. No offense, no offense, Lamar. I said, if you was to get evicted out of your home, that has a purpose to it. Whatever happens, I'm giving, I'm using an example. Whatever happens to it has a purpose. Just like me, whatever, like let's say if I was to, let's say if even I was to get evicted, or even whatever happened happened, or let's say I was to lose my job or anything, and that has a reason connected to it. Someone in my life dying, that has a purpose connected to it. Yeah. Right. And it's like I'm learning. That if if you just just let 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 that purpose be and stop worrying, everything will be fine. That's how you stay grounded and stop worrying, because everything has a purpose. Thanks. No matter like your breath has a purpose, your your voice has a purpose, your mind it has a purpose. Everything you have around you serves a purpose. Just like this, the people around me serve a purpose because. An example, because it was just going to be me, and I, it was just me on this team, and now I have a whole team of people helping me on this. So that has a purpose, because they were, they were having conversations that felt like they should be talking about people should hear this, and I came to about having them on the podcast, and then they asked me, and then they asked me, and I was like, it has a purpose, and I brought them on. I, I felt this instant connection to keep them on. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
because they have purpose. And people have, just like people have purpose. Why are you looking like that? Like, just like people have purpose in your life. So people are with me for a season, some people are with me for a reason. Okay. So what's the, what's our first question, um, Mr. Joe? We just, we just had our first question. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What's the, the next question? Oh. Uh, the, sorry. Next question? Um, yeah. Y'all ready to move on? Yeah, keep us rolling, keep us okay. rolling. How generational? How how generation curses passed down from family to family, and how can we break? How they break them? For, um, the one the one thing I noticed about generation curses they pass down, they pass down because of that's all people know. So they keep going with it, and they keep that going, which cycles on to somebody until somebody actually breaks it and snaps it. And the, the one thing I one thing I say it always snaps with somebody and. Sometimes God will say you you don't you don't know it for sure you don't know right in the moment that it's you when you leave for college or you leave for this that it's you that's gonna break the generous curse, but sometimes you'll really you'll realize it later on in life when you start doing certain things you start to realize that you want something different in your life than what you grew up with. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, can I add to that? I really like that question because like I feel like with generational curses sometimes like because we kind of touched on this last week like I think it was specific to like. Um, what is it like domestic violent relationships or something like with like bad relationships like I feel like sometimes like when it's all like you're used to seeing or like what what that's all oh, like this is just how I grew up It's just you just get into this mindset where it's like oh that's just how it is that's just how it is but it's like what if it, it doesn't have to be like that like you don't you don't deserve like you don't deserve to be in that situation it doesn't have to be like that so like for me for example I don't know like say like maybe you, somebody comes from a low-income family like some people may be like oh that's just how I grew up or that's just how it is like that's just how it but it don't all it don't that's have to wait yeah like no you good but yeah I agree with that like where it's like oh that's just how it always been but it's like it doesn't have to be like that what if God wants you to be a millionaire you don't even know like he said like it might take somebody to go to college out of the family like me for example as a first gen like college uh student in my family like that's a big deal to me and to them because nobody else did it you feel me so like to me like it's like i'm not only doing this for me i'm doing this for like generations to come like family type things so um it just has to start with like it's like it starts with like being aware that there's a problem and not seeing like oh that's just, like see that it's a it's an issue and also wanting like what are we going to do about this issue are we just going to let it continue or is it going to stop here like is somebody going to uh, is somebody gonna stop here? Like this thing that's been going on, you know what I'm saying? So it has mm -hmm. to like, also like, what are we gonna do to fix the situation? So. Mm -hmm. I wanna pick it back off of um, what Lanae said. Um, you said it starts with, what you said it starts with noticing it's a problem. Yeah. What's like, going on? Mm -hmm. Being aware. I say a lot of people don't know where to start. Like for me, for instance, I ain't know where to start. I say it starts like, the best way to do it is, well, let me just, matter of fact, let me just say it like this. Cause I was talking to a friend mm -hmm. and um, it was certain things that I don't like to do anymore. Um, I say, speaking up, I say I speak up, but not like speaking out loud. You get what I'm saying? And once I was talking to this person, we was just talking about our past and then led into, you know, certain things like, okay, that's the reason why I ain't speak out loud. 
So it's like it's easy to talk to somebody mm-hmm. that's that's that understand how to how to break general curses. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Understand the root to it. Because sometimes you don't even know it until you say it out loud. And you look at it like, oh, that's the reason why I'm doing this. And also it's like it lead into writing stuff down. Why am I going through this? I mean, like, why do I suffer with this? Mm-hmm. Okay, when did I start suffering with this? And then just go down the line, you know? So mm-hmm. I say with that, that's what I, that's all I have to say for that. So like realizing that it's a problem and then wanting to know like the cause of it, right? And then yeah. what are you gonna do? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's kind of deep. Yeah, no, for real, cause it's, it's like, you have to figure out that it's a problem first and then it's like, what am I gonna do to fix it? Are you just gonna let it, oh, that's just how it is. Or are you gonna, okay, well, it doesn't self-aware. have to be that way, right? The only way to figure out it's a problem, you have to be self-aware. Yeah. Like to be aware of what's what you're doing and like actually talking to yourself, talking about like actually knowing what you're doing each and every day, and like knowing everything's going wrong, like the mistakes you're making, so you can fix them. So it really comes to being self-aware and accountability. Yeah. That's so what would you do if you weren't like aware? <clears throat> would you look? Who would you look towards to help you guide? God. Oh, if you. I'm dead serious on that. Just ask him, like. It's just like ask him, sit down, and talk to him, like God, mm-hmm. show me the areas that you want me to overcome in my life. Oh, that's a good point. And then. Sooner or later, I don't know when, whenever it's God's time. Wait, you know, that's your the eyes, he'll, he will show you. It's like he always shows in different ways. Like, exactly. To people, like, to like just him just speaking to you because he speaks yeah. loudly. Experiences. Too, and, so. Well, you know I say he don't speak loud like, oh, like, like oh, he ain't speaking like <laughs> yelling in your ear type stuff. He's speaking loud. Like, it's just speak, it's speak, it's moves your spirit, it speaks, it speaks, it moves your spirit, it speaks to you. It also comes with a difference of knowing the difference when God is speaking and when you see yourself speaking. Oh, yeah. Because I'm starting to learn the difference when it's me talking and when God's talking. Because yeah. myself will say something different than God will say something right. that's the rest of my spirit. Uh-huh. And myself and I, will say something, you know. Yes. Can I also God. add to that? And also, sometimes you have to also be, be like, um, prepared to listen to what God says. Because it's like, sometimes, like, I know it's, I'm speaking from experience. I prayed about, hey, Lord, do you still, do you want me with this person? And God answered. I promise you, he'd be answered, whether it's dreams mm-hmm. or whatever. But. Me being the person I am, I'm like, oh, I don't hear nothing. You know what I'm saying? Close my eyes. But it's like, it's, it'd be in plain sight. But if you choose not to, like, obey it, then, like, you just, that's your fault. But it's like, he'd be, he'd be speaking, though. So, yeah. Because of having an open heart, open mind, and open eyes to see. Yeah. Because, honey, if he gives red flags, but you're over here ignoring it, then, like, who, who you going to blame? I can't blame him. Yeah, he done told me. Shame. So, you know. Okay. I'm just speaking from experience, so... Amaya, you want to add to this? Oh, we talked about generation of curses, right? Yeah, you know. Okay. So, okay, so generation of curses. So I know that, you know, some parents, like our parents, you know, you know, my age group parents, they are not aware of the curses that, you know, they are bringing on, you know, today's kids so i think it's this generation and you know this is my opinion i feel like this generation um it's kind of breaking those curses because 
we are more uh, aware of certain things when it comes to uh, the world or, you know, what's on the Internet or what's like, you know, what everybody goes through. So everybody relates to everybody. So I feel like everybody is like realizing that, oh, this is a problem. Oh, this is and that, you know. So I don't think our parents really, you know, sees what we see. And like how y'all said, you know, God speaks to you. I try to see the good in all my parents and family members, right? But, you know, I think God was also telling me, you know, because I, I will also get these little thoughts like, you know, this family member was wrong at what they did with this. This family member was wrong at what they did with this. And it just made me realize that they wasn't perfect. And it also made me realize that, you know, maybe I'm or me and my siblings are the generational, you know, curse breakers soldiers or something like that you know what i mean so it just make it seem like you know maybe you know this is the end of it mm. if that makes sense i don't know if i made sense that probably didn't make sense yeah it makes sense it makes sense it makes sense <laughs> what you're saying <laughs> but another thing i can say is that i noticed how Wait, well, my, what you done? I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm going to add one more thing. Because, okay, you know, okay. I don't think I'm going to be a perfect parent when I get older. You know, I'm not, I don't got all my little stuff together. I ain't a, I ain't a perfect parent. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm not going to be one. But, you know, I know I'm going to be better than what I was taught. You know what I mean? So I think it, I think, and I think certain stuff does happen, you know, for a reason. Like, maybe you have to go through this type of parenting skills so... You want to teach your kid this type of parenting skills, but you also mm-hmm. have to know of it, you know, so you can be aware of it to know not to do it. You know what I mean? So I think at the same time, it's sad, but at the same time, you know, you it's going to happen, but you you know, it happens for a reason. So that, that's it. That's all I have to say. Okay. I think this, I think the only thing about is like that same method of doing the same thing over and over and constantly and like trying to break it. Get into a point where you actually break it and know exactly what's going on. You actually break that curse. Like, it just, somehow it just, it just breaks. And you know it breaks from self-awareness. Anything wanna, anybody want to add on to that? <clears throat> you thinking, son? You got something to say, don't you? Hmm? You thinking, son? You got something to say, don't you? Hmm? Yeah, I can. I mean, unless y'all want to move on. I don't I mean, nothing else. Keep us rolling, uh, Mr. Joe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, this next question. Am I scratching up? Huh? Am I scratching up? Like, do I say I get her on the phone? (laughs) No. (laughs) No. No. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay, so the next question I have for you guys is how does moving away from your comfort zone or from a city that you used to growing up to and growing up to and following your dreams, how, how do you, you know, how does, how, how basically does moving away from your comfort zone or a city you grew up in, and follow your dreams. How, how does how does it work, and how does it affect you, and stuff like that? I go first. Oh, since it's his question, he should go first. Yeah. Yeah, that's. You know. Go for it. Okay. Okay. So, like I said earlier, I'm from Chattanooga, right? Mm-hmm. And I need everybody to get comfortable. <laughs> I'm right. from Chattanooga, right? So, don't get me wrong. I love my city, right? I, I I love my city. I will always love my city, right? Mm-hmm. But I couldn't do much there. And when I say do much, 
it's something that's always some do that but when i say do much i mean like for me i couldn't grow into what i wanted to be to my like height my full height potential right i couldn't do that i moved to go to college right so yeah it, it was it was nice it was not okay so it was nice right but it wasn't you know i look i got white friends right but shout out to them but it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't my type of culture right if that makes sense meaning i couldn't relate to what they got going on but you know i could coexist and they wouldn't understand what i got going on right because they are not right so you know when i'm i moved to atlanta uh back early in august right Mm-hmm. So I moved here to, uh, you know, further, I was already focused on my career, right? But to further it, I felt like I had to move. And I felt like at that time, it was the right time for me to move. Don't get me wrong, I ain't drop out of college, right? I'm still in college, I just do online, right? I didn't drop out. Mm-hmm. However, I felt like it was more convenient for me. My, I, don't, I can't speak for nobody else, but I feel like for me, it was more convenient for me to, how you say, multitask? both careers, my college career and my, you know, my life career, right? When it comes to, you know, influencing and modeling, right? So, moving here, it's career-wise, I have so many opportunities. I can do whatever I want, however I want. Anybody I meet is somebody. They know somebody who knows somebody. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not hard to find somebody who, who's like that. You know, and it's always somebody who knows somebody that you're trying to get to. You know what I mean? So, so, you know, and it's like always an opportunity down here. Like, I could wake up and it's a brand new opportunity that hits my email or a brand new opportunity that, you know, I go to an event. Like, every time I go to, I be going to events up here, if y'all didn't know. I go to events up here, and every time I go to an event, I network. Not only do I network with people that's there, but I network with the, you know, celebrities that's there, right? So when I network, it also boosts me and puts my name in the industry. Like, it, it, it puts eyes on me, right? So when, you know, I'm putting myself out there, it opens up different doors for me. You know what I mean? So what I'm doing up here, I couldn't do that back in Chattanooga. Because in Chattanooga, it's just my hometown friends. You know, my friends that, you know, that's been my school friends forever. And, you know, it's in, in just cities, people that I met, and I really love them, right? But it's also, you know, just college. It's nothing more than just, I think ETSU is just the only thing that's popping in Johnson City that I went to. That's, I feel like that's the only thing that's popping. And I feel like I couldn't do much but focus on my schoolwork, you know? And I, it ain't hard to focus on my schoolwork, but I feel like that ain't it for me. Like, it, I feel like, dang, is this it? Like, is this what I'm going to be doing for the next you know few years of my life like i i can why, why not just get a head start and move so i can you know just start you know now you know what i mean like what am i waiting on i mean it's not, it's not like i'm not gonna get a degree you know what i mean so i feel like moving away it really like helped me and i feel like i'm really like in my element but not in my full potential yet but i feel like i'm getting there very very soon but it's like i'm i'm not in I'm not in my poop, t- but I'm in, I'm in my element, right? So I feel like if you, and this is for anybody that's listening, if you want to grow, just move away. 
you know, not, you know, not just, to, you know, to, you know, get away from folks because, you know, that means you're scared. But, you know, just to move away for you, you know what I mean? And just like, just, you know, and I know, it just, I just feel like I'm one of those, you know, it's just it's, it's lit. But, you know, that's what I got to say about it. So, can I go next? Okay. Um, well, I agree with everything Amaz said. Like, sometimes, like, there's no, like, if you can't grow if you're still in the same environment. Just like, let me say, like, for a butterfly, for example, like, it starts off as a caterpillar. I don't know if y'all know that. And then, like, over time, like, you know, it goes through this process. Like, <laughs> go, it goes through this process of, like, I don't, I forgot what it's called, but, like, it changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that, where it changes. Photosynthesis. Oh. <laughs> I'm just playing. 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 I'm not no science geek. I'm just playing. Okay. Because I thought I was playing, but yeah, you're good. But um, it goes through this process of like where it, it, it transforms it to be like to its full potential. Like Ma was saying, you feel me? Because it may see it itself as just a caterpillar, but it's meant to be a butterfly. And I feel like this is the same thing for us. Like, and me, it's from experience too. Like, cause I'm from Knoxville. Like, like Amal said, it ain't nothing bad with like where you, where I came from, whatever. Like in general, like your hometown. But I feel like when it's just the same people, the same stuff, it's like you get. It's like I already know about it. Like I need something different. So like, mm-hmm. then not only like I came here to get an education, but I feel like I've also like like I noticed that like. I like it better down here. Like I met so many network, like I've networked with so many people, new connections, better uh, opportunities, better friends. You know, just better everything because like I feel like here, like it's it literally pushes you to grow because like mm-hmm. it's where you're not used to, where you're not comfortable. But like over time, you you adjust to it. I kind of adjusted to it, and now I kind of got the hang of like, oh, this is how it is. But it's better than being in this environment that I was already used to. You feel me? And um, this environment where I was already used to like like the same situ- situation where I was comfortable like so sometimes you have to be somewhere uncomfortable whether that's like moving quitting a job ending a relationship you feel me this is this doesn't just refer to like moving away but it could be like um networking uh traveling to overseas sometimes you know like things that are uncomfortable sometimes being uncomfortable can really is what makes you grow you feel me just like the the um the analogy of how a butterfly a caterpillar becomes a butterfly like it has to go through this process and i feel like that's the same thing for us like you know you can't stay in the same mm-hmm. environment you, you won't grow or become your full potential in the same environment so amen thank god <laughs> so i'm from california as everybody should know by now um <laughs> I learned. Ooh, oh. Sorry. How I. Me up. <laughs> <laughs> um, getting out of my comfort zone was probably one of the hardest things for me. Um, I graduated, co- not college, graduated high school at 18, and I moved right after college to Mississippi. Um, okay. It was hard for me. At first, I but see, I I didn't just oh let me up and leave. Like I I got a scholarship to play basketball, so I was like, okay, this is gonna be a fresh start. And on top of that, it was at a HBCU. So 
me going to a predominantly white or going to school and living in a predominantly white area, that's all I knew. That's all I was used to. That's what I was comfortable with. And then when I moved to Mississippi and went to the HBCU, that's when I started to get out of my comfort zone. Um, I started growing into the person that I am today. I started having a voice. It moving really changed and helped my life. It helped me from being that little timid girl to being who I am now, very vocal and I really blunt about what I say. And so I think getting out your comfort zone is always a plus. And like my dad always tell me, if it ain't, if there's no struggle, it's not worth it. If it's gonna be easy and breezy the whole way through, then you need to try something new and challenge yourself. So yeah. yeah. That's really good. I agree. Sass. I'll say, <laughs> man, what's so crazy? Um, I had one of these meetings and I wrote down some of my notes and it said, usually the improvement you're looking for is on the other side. You don't want to do it. And what I took out of that is with me. What is it? Say that again. So I said, um, usually the improvement you're looking for is on the other side of what you don't want to do. I know that's right. <laughs> so with me personally, um, I wasn't, I didn't stay in one place. I moved around a lot. Um, that's one thing I hated. Because I kept moving, I kept moving, and I could never get comfortable. And everywhere I moved, I was like an outsider, even though if I had friends or something, I'm an outsider because, you know, if you grow up around certain people, it's gonna be a certain connection. Even if you have new people, it's still that, you know, still that distance from them. So with me, I always, well, Loki, I always been uncomfortable. Um, and uh, I say certain things happened in my life that made me comfortable with being, what's the word? Uncomfortable? Nah, it made me be comfortable with being to myself. Let me just say it like that. And because this life that we live in, it will make you want. It will make you want to stay to yourself. It will make you want to stay in the environment because you're scared of what's outside. Um, you're scared of what you might have to deal with, or you know things like that and such. And I think that's what I'm pretty sure that's what everybody deal with. I haven't met a person yet. And, uh, but I notice it's like over, overcoming that, man, is so much better. But it's always going to be something you have to overcome. It's not just you overcome that, okay, you're done with that. No, it's going to be another spot. You overcome that and then be comfortable in that, and you're going to have to keep on doing that. You know, you have to stay uncomfortable. Um, and, Yo, it's a blessing to be uncomfortable now. That's all I gotta say about that. But it's just all around, man. If you, let's say, I don't know how to explain it, man. But yeah, that's all I gotta say for right now. Mm -hmm. Anybody wanna add on to that? Oh, I ain't add on to that. Okay, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go. So basically what I was saying, basically about the comfort zone about moving away. When I moved away, 
my original plan was actually not. I was actually now you know that city Tennessee, you get two years free if you go to community college. So basically, I was gonna do two years free, go, stay at home, live, my, live stay at home with my grandma, my mom, and do that. And then something came upon me. It was God to go away because I, I I never really fully canceled my application to two to other schools that I still accepted to, which is ECSU and Southern Illinois University, Carbondale. And I decided to go to ECSU because they had the best financial package. I started looking like, comparing the financial package, looking at the school, and I said, ECSU is the best because U of M was going to charge me a lot of money. I was I was trying to get away. And then, so, <laughs> and then I decided to I looked at SIU, that was about a $13,000 gap in this one. I was like, no ma'am. That was at the list. I scratched it out, put a fork in it, moved on. And then I, ETSU had the best financial package, did my research, I signed up for orientation, and here we are. And here we are, I'm here now. And the reason what? I chose it was because I wanted to be away from home. And just, when I say be from home, I'm like, hey, I hate home. I just knew that if I stayed home, I wasn't gonna be able to grow the way I, I have now. Like the person I came into college, let my freshman year when I first, like when I had knew nobody on this campus, but Chantel and Styles, I, the person I am now to the, to right now in 2022 is a complete different person. Like if I look back at myself, I was more, I'm not gonna say I walked around life angry, but I was easily triggered. Like if you, like if you just said somebody in life, let me tell you something, you B word, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna take that. Stuff like that, like I, I, like I would get down and get up with you because I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, not on one Shelby Drive. <laughs> I get down and dirty with you because I used to have the old mentality. Like you know how Michelle Obama said, if if you when they go high, when they go low, you go high. I was like, no, if you go low, I'm gonna go low with you. I'm gonna get down and dirty with you. <laughs> we gonna fight that fight. But now it's like I'm learning how to be a bigger person <laughs> and move on. Like I've definitely learned how to. Cause I can deal with somebody coming to my house talking mess, and I go, you can, you can leave, you can leave. Like I've learned how to be, be me without, you know, having to just go, rage, just rage out on someone. And another thing I've learned how to get out of my comfort zone. Another thing I was getting comfortable with myself. Like I, like back home, I wasn't really comfortable with myself because I had these other factors. Like I was still recovering from being living in a house where I was, you know, where domestic violence is very, very active. So it's like coming here and getting away from my parents getting away from my, just everybody in my family and just making new friends, making new connections and just being somewhere new and making a new environment and making a new home. It was hard, but it was, and it was uncomfortable and I had to get uncomfortable and it's like, I had to learn so much for myself and I had to actually put in the work and change. I had to do some real change. I'm still like, I'm still like a fine wine. I'm still some growth and progress. I'm still growing. I'm still changing. I'm, we're all a work in progress, to be honest. Y'all want to hear a story real quick? Sure. <laughs> okay, so this is when I first met Joel, right? God. Um, God. around that time. So, with me, I mean, like, let me just say this first. Sometimes being uncomfortable show you, it show you what you need to deal with. Show you what you need to overcome. So, when I first met Joel, you know, we cool. You know, we ain't that cool yet, but we cool, you know. And, um... I thought I overcame these things, you know, man. I thought, because I moved away from it. And, you know, I'm just I'm just chilling out. I'm giving off good vibes, I guess, and everything. And then uh, one day, I don't know what made him want to do this. Um, we was outside. 
We was outside, right? It was me, him, and Chantel. We got out the car. Um, we was talking and stuff. What were we, what were we talking about? You remember? I don't know. So I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden he just started laughing in my face. And I'm not talking about no regular laugh. You know how he be laughing? It's like an evil laugh in okay. my face. I said like he was just like <sighs> like for real like just real life. I like he was real life all up in my face doing that. I was like, all right, Joel, chill out. He kept on, ah, 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 ah. and it was like getting me uncomfortable, man. It's like, cause him doing that, laughing in my face and all up in my face, it took me back to some childhood memories. You get what I'm saying? So it made me like, all right, bro, I'm about to, I'm about to do something to you now. You get what I'm saying? And, um, <laughs> thank God, ain't nothing happened. Thank God, ain't nothing happened, man. So you stopped beforehand, but it, it made me to a certain, it brought me to a certain stance. Like, I couldn't even talk to him for a week. I'm like, I don't want to talk to him. Because it just, it brought something out of me. Like, it brought certain memories in the back of my head that I thought I was done with. Right. So it will show you what you need to overcome yeah. being uncomfortable. Even though, I don't know why he did it, but I'm glad that he did it. Because it showed me what I needed to do. But yeah. That wasn't intentional. It was actually was naturally laughing, and then it just happened. I don't know, bro. I think I know what laughing. I think I know what laughing you're talking about. Cause if you're doing it to me, sometimes you like. It make you twitch or something. I can't talk you laughing at me or with you. Like. That's it. You said. Nine times out of ten. Sometimes, so like that's. You said like you're some shady person. Like I'm some monster that grinds you up or something. Okay, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Toss and Talk. We're gonna get into something a little turn. We're gonna make a little turn here. A little desert destination. I'm just joking. Um, but this destination we'll take. We're gonna talk about, because earlier before we start recording, we were talking about just Lene had made a comment about he, how men aren't, you know, nothing or. S word, or you know how people in our generation say N words aren't S words, stuff like that. Sugar, and honey, iced tea. That's what Sh sugar, iced tea. Sugar, sugar, honey, iced tea. You know. So basically, let's talk about that. Let's talk. About, let's just talk about. We're gonna just dive into our relationships. We're gonna start off with. You want to start? Or no, so start? Uh, why do you think? Why do you think men aren't? Aren't what? Sugar, iced tea. Huh? Sugar iced tea. Sugar honey iced tea. Sugar honey iced tea. Why do you think? I think men ate sugar honey iced tea due to how they were raised. I'm sorry. I honestly think so. She was very vague. That was. I personally. Me personally. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and bash people because I'm not like I have had a few that weren't, but I'm not clowns. saying that. Oh, like, like, after that, I call them clowns because like that's how they show me, and this ain't no circus. But if they show me that they're a clown, then that's how I'm a clown. <laughs> you know, it's like that's what I'm gonna call them. But like I, I'm not gonna say I don't think all men are 
like that, but like some of them are because I guess like maybe that's just how they always grew. Maybe they didn't have like a, a father figure in their life to like mm -hmm. to show them how. Sometimes like you, I think it's really important to have both <laughs> mom and dad. And I know sometimes it just comes a situation where it doesn't. But like I think it really matters because like the like, like the dad, you know what I'm saying? That's his job to teach a man how to treat a woman and then also to show a woman how a man is supposed to treat her and how she's supposed to be treated you feel me i feel like that's why it's equally important for um couples to you know have both and i understand sometimes it doesn't always work but like it really helps like the man get a different perspective like oh my dad always or like when when the dad treats a woman like his wife like a certain way like like a queen you know what i'm saying he, hey how was your day you want me to do this you know what i'm saying just simple stuff to show how like how they're supposed to be treated like he's gonna get an idea from that because like he grew up like oh my dad used to do this for my mom then you know what i'm saying maybe this is the right this is the right way to treat a woman because this is how my dad showed grew up showing me how a woman's supposed to be treated so basically just like how like he was he was raising what they grew up seeing it depend it may it that affects how a man is in relationship based on like how what they grew up seeing but I'm not to say that all men are just, I don't think, I don't agree with that. Cause like, um, I don't know. I think not all of them, but some of them, yeah. But not all of them are like that, so. Okay. Um, so like. Oh, right, you go ahead. I forgot what was recording. Uh, what was the question? The question is like, why do you think men are, that's, that's not the, that's not like the general question. Can I just question. say this? Yes. Um, I ain't trying to be. Don't jump on my shoulders and line for this. But like lately, I've been on I've been on the men's side lately. Does that make sense? <laughs> Only because listen, listen. I, know. I ain't not to just be like, oh no, it's just I've just been on the men's side lately. Cause like men are really they're not at the bottom, but society puts them at the bottom. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. I'm not trying to I ain't trying to like hot like like hype them up I'm, but i'm just being honest like lately like they men are like put to the bottom and i think that's not really right don't get me wrong i'm a woman of course but and they still i be still be wanting to like fight them sometimes but honestly i've been on the men's side lately because it's like it's it's important to like ask them if they're okay like it's important to like give them king treatment or, that's And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bash, but I'm just saying, like, lately I've just been on the men's side because they're, like, just kind of thrown out, and it's okay. And we like, go through so much. Yeah, and yeah. they're really yes. going to yeah. be, like, because we're, like, we supposed we to be, like, that the last protectors. Yeah. But, like, no, who's, you know, like, it's okay to, like, have them be vulnerable. Vulnerable, too. You know, to that certain, you know, just, I don't know. I just yeah. kind of hey. love on them a little bit. I feel like that's okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me say this okay. right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's okay. Like, I get exactly what you're saying. Like, uplift them, you know, be there for them, da 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 at the same time. But I, you can't do that for everybody. Like, you can do it to, you can try to uplift them as much as you can. But if they want to be ignored and they're like nah I don't do they have this the persona like I'm a man I'm not supposed to be doing this and you keep showing them time after time like it's okay for you to be vulnerable and you still don't want to be vulnerable then what you want to do what, what am I so exactly what you just said why you say man ain't nothing if exactly what you just said yeah you keep on trying to give that love that affection to that person that don't want it I said I have attachment issues I think so I already told you that. I already told you my. You didn't tell them that. 
I ain't gonna tell them that. My, I think I don't. I wouldn't say it's attachment issues, but my thing is, I know when somebody do me wrong, but I'm so stuck on. Oh, they did. They treated me so well. They were so nice to me in the beginning. Does but I. You know what is it? They people wear multiple faces, two faces. I'm stuck on the good side. I always want to mm -hmm. see the good the in people, so yeah. I never see when somebody is doing me wrong until people are like, "Oh, you know, like this, you explain that. it to somebody, right? Because I feel that's how, yeah, how it is. Like attachment issues. I wouldn't say it's like attachments because like usually people who have attachment issues, it stems from like their childhood. Like they didn't have somebody who you know who was there for them or whatever, and so when they grow up, it's kind of like. They're looking for somebody to heal that void and all that stuff. I don't, that's not my attachment issue. I just see the good in people. So when it comes to stuff, it's like. So, so exactly what you just said. You oh, hit the dot. You hit the dot. Especially you, Nana. You hit the dot. You feel me? And you too, Nana. All what y'all said hit the dot. Okay. Um, but it's just much confusion. Alright, so look. So this is what I got to say, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Alright, so look. Go ahead, So let me just say a little story first, real quick. You know, something short, short. You know, true. Alright, so with me, um, with me, I ain't really have a father in my life, right? And um. So anyway, um, it was me and my mom really throughout most of my life. You know, I had siblings, but I lost them. Keep preaching. Keep so, preaching. So um, and with my mama, she didn't have man running in and out and all of that. So. I appreciate my mom to death. So I knew that certain respect that I have for women. Um, she ain't, you know, I opened the doors for her. She made me open the doors for her and everything. So she grew me into a gentleman. But at the same time, when I see my dad, it was with, with like different women, right? Um, and the one thing, and it hits on the dot what you said. Uh, when I did finally get to spend a little bit of time with him, he ain't spend time with me as much as he spent with a, a lady. You know what I'm saying? So he'd rather just go chill with them. And I'm just sitting there all by myself or with my little brother. Mm -hmm. And we just doing whatever. So it made that, like, it made me a certain type of way, like, towards women. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I never put no woman over my kid. I never put no woman over anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I had that respect for my mother because... I have respect for women because of my mother. Because yeah. she's my queen. She's, my, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, it grew me into a mentality like, okay, respect them. But also, can't trust them. I can't, you know, let them in the area. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, growing up, man, I ain't going to lie. I was a little thought, right? But I was picky. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't no just all out thought. I had certain selections like you have that had the right mindset and stuff. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Um, <laughs> and then so um, doing that, 
plus like my first interaction was with a girl that really is for everybody really so it was just like okay so it was already in my mindset ain't no woman gonna stay there for you you know what i'm saying only woman that's gonna stay there for me is my mom you know what i'm saying and um so basically long story short man um and when it when I did get in a relationship where I actually fell in love with, you know, loyal and everything, end up showing me other stuff, you get what I'm saying? It was like, um, you know, messing with my brothers and stuff. So that made me even more like, okay, I can't really be like this. So I get that point where, you know, man, we go through certain things where it's like, like, how can we trust, like, how can we love when we don't even know how? Because, you know, um, it was like that. And also, what Nene said, it's like, man, they be throwing us down, you know what I'm saying? They be throwing us down. It's like, we get it from both sides. Society. Both sides, I promise you. It's like, when we don't mess with no girls, mess with no girls and none it's like man be like oh he weird he he gay he does that you know what i'm saying That's by our own. you see what i'm saying yeah but it's like in our environment you know what i'm saying it's like you have to do it to become a man you don't have to do it or you you ain't nothing you know what i'm saying and then also it was like to the point in my life where i i was hurt so i didn't want i didn't want to touch no girl i didn't want to look at no girl you know what i'm saying and it was like, I ain't rocking with them. Um, so it was like, you know, I was just staying to myself. I've been doing, but I was just staying to myself, right? And it's been girls, like the relationships that I did have with, because I cut it off and stuff, they started to call them again, like telling their little friends, oh, he gay, so he weird. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Just because I ain't want to have sex with them, have intercourse with them. Because you have morals, right? Yeah. So it's like, in, in, in society nowadays, if a, if a woman ready, you know, if girl's ready, then man should be ready. It's like, they don't believe in man staying to the self. If they stay to themselves, then something wrong with them now. You know what I'm saying? So it'll be like going all around, be dragging us through the dirt. Promise you, but I, at the same time, we do be doing y'all wrong. Yeah, that goes mm -hmm. into we be doing toxic. we be doing women wrong. Into toxic masculinity. That goes really I think because like they, I feel like once you go through, once you really want to find that person, but the person that you like, say you found somebody you fell in love with or whatever, and they yeah. do you wrong, and then it's like after that, it's kind of hard to like for a man to like put that same energy back into somebody else. So it's almost like but sometimes we feel like we have to. And we shouldn't have, well, sometimes we have to, like, as women, but we don't want to, like, show, like, basically tell them, try to get them to understand that they can trust us. Does that make sense? Like, they can trust us, but then how do they know that they can trust us and not, like, I guess based on the experience. But see, this is how, this is why I say that. I'm, I understand all men are, you know, whatever, blah, 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 and we're supposed to uplift them. But, like, say, for instance, like how you just said, a man was just heartbroken or whatever, and they're trying to say they're, they're trying to, you know, be on their own. They find a woman 
who is actually ready to sit there and listen to all their needs and stuff like that. But they're not ready to, yet they still indulge in whatever they got going on, knowing good and well that he's not ready to be in no type of relationship or anything like that. He sits there and he indulges in it. That's when people get that mindset of like, oh, y'all ain't good enough. Y'all ain't meant for, you know what I mean? Men ain't this, men ain't that, because they weren't, I don't know how to say it, but they weren't, they knew at that time that they weren't mm-hmm. ready to have that type of relationship or sit there and let somebody actually like listen to be there, you know, their shoulder to cry on and stuff like that because they have this persona that I'm a man, I'm not supposed to cry, I'm not supposed to this. And it's just like, what are you supposed to do? You're like, a human though, you feel me? Like, I understand it's human, but it's just mm-hmm. like, men get that whole thing about, oh, they're not this and they're not that because when they get involved in stuff, they're in a weak state. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Oh, wait, let's go. Let's go back to Amaya because he he's been trying to talk for okay. two thousand years. Yeah, you're right. Let me. Amaya, I'm gonna let him have come that. on, you been you been unpaused. You ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Come on, talk, 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 talk it through. Come on, get get, get it out. Get it all out. So, so like, okay, so I'm I'm gonna use myself as as an example, right? Um. Some dudes really like, cause I look. Okay, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. Last time I was in a, like a real relationship was back in high school, right? Long story short, I got cheated on, and it was with one of my homeboys, right? So that like puts like, and I know I know what some guys will feel, you know, like you know, like dang, like I can't show nobody, right? Cause I felt like that. I felt like you know I, and you know I I spoiled that person, right? You know, when Valentine's Day came around, you know, birthday came around, this is that, all this extra stuff, right? Please, Lord. And, you know, and, you know, people will come to me, you know, whether it's, you know, on the bus or, you know, in the hallway or text my phone in the gym, you know, that, you know, and I would never believe them, right? Because, you know, I'm like, she's not going to do that. She, you know, she, no, no, she's not. She's quiet. She's not going to do that, right? But it turns out it was true. And, you know, my homeboy would be in my face, you know, every single day and stuff like that. No, you know, I I wasn't, I, I, I did not like both of them at one point. I, I cut both of them off, broke up with her, and then cut him off, right? But it, it, it shows, like, you know, for a man, you can see where it would be like to where they feel like they can't trust no other woman, right? And then it's like... They'll wait so long, they wouldn't even want to open up to a new woman because it's like they feel like they'll do the same. That's how I was at one point. Like, I feel like, you know, like, you know, you're just going to do the same. You know, I can't join her, right? Um, But, you know, I got back after, you know, I went on dates and stuff like that. You know, right? But, you know, now, you know, I'm, I'm playing around at this point. So, you know, I, you know, basically, I got options at this point. So it's like, I'm, I'm like, it, it took me a while. Like, I didn't, I, I knew not to get in no other relationship because I knew I wasn't going to be all the way there. You know, because in a relationship, it, it don't only take time, it takes energy. So I didn't want to, I don't, not yet. I don't want to give all my energy to somebody else when, you know, honestly, I'm stingy with my energy. I don't want to give it to nobody else right now. So I can see what somebody say when they say, you know, you know, they can't, they don't want to open up. And, and another thing, I heard y'all something about when a man don't want to open up, like when they, when you, when you ask him, like, are you good? You know, you can talk to me. You know, 
some men want to like um they convince themselves that you know i want to make sure that i realize that i don't need you but you know i really would like to be with you some men don't want to feel like you know they need the woman you know they just want to feel like because that's me i don't want to feel like i need you i want to feel like you can be a big pain to me you can compliment me right but mm-hmm. I don't want to feel like I need you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's I, why, you know, because I'm like that. I don't. I, I, if I don't want to talk, I just don't want to talk. Same way, if you wouldn't want to talk, I, I wouldn't force you to talk. So, but just know that I'm there. You know what I mean? So it's just men are different. You know, like they do go through stuff. You know, men are supposed to cry. They got the emotions for a reason. You know, I don't think they just because you know if a man don't cry. Then it leads to them, you know, being, um, uh, what's that word? Uh, basically not talking to the woman, right? And then it takes gotcha. away, they feel like, you know, and then if a woman judges a man while he's talking or won't let him, you know, say what he got to say, or they are like, come on, what the name, what? What? Sorry, I was just saying, it's crazy you said that because I was going through something so similar to what you're saying, so like, Oh, really? I think it's confirmation, but we're gonna talk about it. All right, we're gonna talk about it. But I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish because you got a lot to say. So you, you can go ahead and. Oh, I got. I got to remember where I was at first. Oh. Okay. Something about men and like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So you know, if a man like you know, if he like don't want to talk, you can't force him to talk, right. and then it's like. Well, thanks, Lord. I forgot. I say, go ahead, Lene. I forgot. Sorry, um, okay. This is open, table, um, open table debate. <laughs> uh, I was saying, um, thank you for bringing that up because it's crazy. Like, I literally, uh, I literally, am, I was going through something so similar. Like, literally, Nate could tell you, like, this whole, like, we, this what's been, like, stressing me out because, like, men are so different. Like, okay, us women, how we communicate, like, you know, girl, so guess what, girl? But I'll be forgetting, I, you can't talk to men like that. Like, I don't know. It's like, it's just it's different. Like, like, you Huh? Not just the right one. If it's the right one, you should even talk to your man the way you. T- I mean, talk. yeah, I guess it's different when you are getting to know each other. You feel me? So you guys are. I thought you should come there saying you know that energy all the way through, so you can, you know, as you know, because like some people, like you, you, some people, like you come in there, you come in there with everything that you that you have. So they're like, oh, so like, so like you know, like I'm gonna give an example, like you know, you know, you know, that show Vampire Diaries. I know yeah. you watched it, but like Damon, you he, you knew you knew everything he was, you knew everything he what he came with, so you knew what you was getting into. You came in a relationship. Or the other dude, he, she didn't really know that much about him. So, but it's yeah. like that's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I agree, but it's just different right now. But anyway, like um, I was saying, like it's crazy because it's that's what we've been, what I've been talking about. So like it's like, and sometimes it's not to say like that they don't want to open up to you, but it's different. Like when you guys just met, like you know what I'm saying, if you just started talking to somebody a few like days ago or weeks ago, mm-hmm. then you know don't you can't force because it's like maybe they might not feel very comfortable yeah it doesn't mean that they don't want to be with mm-hmm. you but maybe that sometimes it's about like the comfort like how comfortable am i about telling this person like my life story or what's going on in my life because some of that stuff is really personal you feel me but i feel like at some point in the relationship it should get to a point where like you guys are supposed to know stuff about each other like or if you know i'm having a bad day this happened at work or Da, da, da. And I feel like the you should you guys should be each other's peace, especially like for men. Like not both go through stuff. I feel like men go through even more like you know society. Like 
I mean, women do too, but I feel like it's also obviously. But men, men are a threat to society, and it, it plays a lot of parts in like their mental state. Women, yeah. you know, women don't got to deal with what men got to go through. Like, right. uh, yeah, yeah, women are the you know the reproducers and this okay. and that, right? Yeah. And the nurtures, nurtures, and you know, I'm trying yeah, to say, all that you know, the yeah. Yeah. But you know, like men, like go through a lot. Like you know, we we living in America. You know, America is not the black yeah, man's you know, country, black and it's like we we doing yeah, all this extra mm-hmm. stuff. You know, we got to work, we feed our family, and so like that. Matter of fact, oh, hey, come on. That. Let me switch gears for a minute. Let me do a little U-turn. I don't <laughs> like this little narrative how how men have to pay for everything for women. I don't Thanks. know what that. Okay, I want to say something. Like, I was going to say something. And then it's like when we say we don't want to pay for it. You think we broke? Anybody broke? Maybe you just think that you want to be like that. Maybe we broke. It just mean like I'm not your daddy. You know, it's just like you can't you can't pull out your wallet. You know what I mean? Like I don't mean. I mean, if I do it, then I mean it's a gesture to show, like you know, I got you. You know what I mean? Like on this day, you know, you could good, right? But. If you if that's all you want from me when it comes to us going out, like you don't want to enjoy the experience of what's going on, all you want to just show up and say I pay for the day. That ain't that ain't that ain't what I want you. I don't want you no more. You know what I mean? Like I, like I don't know what that came from. My like, question yes, is with you know me and are the 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 dominant persons in the relationship, <laughs> but that don't mean like we got to do everything. Like. My question is, well, yeah, I, it, that don't make you less of a woman to pay for your meal. Like, come on now. Yeah, I feel like women too. Oh, like, let ask the question. Amad, this is the question I got. When you be going on dates with people, are you asking them, hey, let's go do this? Are you the one that's setting up the date or are you... Are you, are I, set, I set up the date on the first time. Okay. But, you know, if it comes down to me setting up the date all the time, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm going to eventually start to feel like I'm doing all the work. Yeah. So, you know, Cause, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Because, all right, this is just how I was raised when it comes to money. First of all, it's my dad told me don't don't rely on a man to do nothing. If I go on a date, I'm always supposed to have my money, car, whatever. I got my transportation. Mm-hmm. If I need to get out, I can get out. I got all this, blah, blah, blah. But yeah. also, if you ask me to go out to eat and you don't say when we go out to eat, hey, I got... If you ask me out to eat, you should be paying unless you say that it's 50-50. Okay, I get what you're saying. But if I tell you, That's hey, different. let's like, go if, out if to I eat. If I ask you out, yeah. you know, then, you know, yeah. You but if we paying. like getting a, if we if we already passed that point of getting oh, to know each other, you know, like yeah. let's yes, plan. If I that. say like if I say something like let's plan a date, or you want to go out and we you know go out and then that, mm-hmm. we I discuss the payment arrangements before we go out. Yeah, because I don't want you to be surprised while we have to table. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So I'll I you know like. And if you don't got it, then I pay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I understand you know stuff like that, but. Mm-hmm. At least pay for yourself at least one or two times. You know yeah, what I mean? I, I mean, don't feel you, like, you, you know, like, you like, take hey, it from me. You know what I mean? Eat. Like, yeah. at least, Every you know, make me feel like, you know. Yeah. You got it, too. Or, like, you got me. Because they don't understand men have feelings with that. Like, you know, some men are, you know, dumb for women, you know. But it's some men like me that ain't dumb for women. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crazy over you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be crazy over you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eventually probably love you, but I'm not gonna be crazy over you. Right. But that comes to the part where, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not all. 
the way there when it comes to me having to pay for you everywhere we go. And then, like, paying for your clothes and shopping and bags. I, I know I'm not going to do all that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not wearing it. Here, let me so say I have for to that. pay for it. Now, I don't mind. You know, you have to that a little bit. But I'm not going to, like, just... And then we're not excluding. If you don't have a ring on your finger, what makes you think I'm? Because if we break up, well, where is all that going? I'm gonna take it back. Hey, real quick, <laughs> let like, me say something. Real nobody's quick. obligated. A man is not obligated to pay for you know the meal every time. If we ain't signed no marriage papers, I ain't obligated to pay nothing. Well, that's if I do, all it is. Yeah. Like, all right, so. <laughs> You can, but <laughs> all right. So look real quick. One thing that y'all said, and everybody knows it. A kid is loved unconditionally. I posted this too, like by like two weeks ago. It's okay. A woman is loved unconditionally. Y'all are loved. No, y'all loved unconditionally. Y'all got each other backs and everything. For sure, y'all got love somewhere. Mm-hmm. by the sons, by the daughters always mm-hmm. but a man is only loved if he provides oh my goodness I'll yeah. say it again, that, say it true. one more time right? that's, hey, true. That's, that's true, true. that's 100% true because if you look back at it like let's let's be real If let's say the parents are divorced who who, 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 who the child gonna side with the mother the mother, 100% most child support and that, that there goes that like child support. You don't pay child support. But that's because the man is taught when they're younger that their they job, their role is to provide. Straight provide. They're supposed to be, you know, it's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some men. They that's what we're supposed to do. I'm not no, saying like it's I mean, bad. It says that in, I'm not yeah, religious, but that it says that in the Bible. <laughs> the yeah. man's job is supposed to provide and the woman is supposed to nurture and all that other stuff. Exactly. But at the same time. When stuff like that happens, when they like, oh, we only look at y'all to provide and stuff, it's because sometimes y'all, I'm not saying no, y'all like I'm saying. saying, but what are you saying? So I'm basically saying, dang. All right, so, so what I'm saying is, we are only loved if we provide, right? Right. Dang, process. Basically, right, so if that goes away, if the money goes away, that goes away. You know, he's looked at it differently. Like, if the woman is the biggest breadwinner in the house, society looks at marriage like, oh, that's a, that's a, mm. It's almost looked at as True. like, what is he doing? Yeah. But, but the like, thing like, that I was saying, but like, I'm sorry to cut y'all off, but look. Hold on, hold on, hold on, before I forget it, because I just remember. All right, so look. No, go ahead, go ahead. The main point was, it's like, bro, it's like, freak, man. Dang. Maybe we'll come back to you, I'm not... We'll come back to you. Mind your head. Think about it. Okay, so <laughs> this first point is like, um, a, a man like, well, some men like, when they are only loved to like, when they are only loved when they are providers, it makes them think like, you know, maybe you know they feel like that's all they can give, like that's all they you know worthy of, you know, in the relationship. So. You know, some some you know men will sit there and keep providing just to feel loved by the woman. You know what I mean? Because they're you know they they desperate to be loved by that woman. So some men will, you know will really do that right. rather than going out and finding true love that you know will love you unconditionally. You know, 
if you got two cents in your pocket and stuff like that, you know, it's some women out there. So, uh, that's, that's my first point with men. Like, we'll just sit there and then, you know, it, it builds their ego when they know they got it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting up, but they don't understand that the woman is just using you. Like, you sitting there giving her all this and all that, but in your mind, you think you, you know, you, you the, you the man, right? You sit there, you think you the man because you got the ego. You know, you paying for all this and that. And you feel like she can't do nothing or get nothing without you. So that's at the same time it builds a man's ego. Also, the, my other point was, you know, if a woman makes more money than a man, it goes the same thing with the ego. Like, an insecure man would be, you know, uncomfortable with that if a woman makes more money than them. I wouldn't be uncomfortable with that. If you make good money than me, I salute you. I will rub your feet every night. You know, I, I wouldn't be upset about that. You know, because at the end of the day, I, I know I'm not broke. You just make more money than me. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's a man out there that's insecure about that. And it's a man out there that, you know, want that big ego. And just want to, they want to be the breadwinner. They want to sit there and do that. Knowing that they really love that. They just want to feel the dominance in the relationship. So, Fact that's what I have to say about Sometimes, that. I ain't going to lie to y'all, man. Sometimes, it be on y'all. It's like... They be saying, like, you can tell by how he move, by the music that he listen to, by the things that he put in his ear, by the things that he, by the people that he talk to, who he hang around himself with. Even if he is put on an act, y'all see what's entering into his life. You feel me? Like, because you ain't going to see me surrounding, like, hang around thugs all day and expect me, you know, being me. You get what I'm saying? Apparently, I'm going to be end up doing something. You know what I'm saying? And so, uh, just to end it off like this, man, for me, um, it's like the super right bound back in the circle. It's like, man, y'all can't look for man. I promise you, y'all cannot look for man. If y'all look for man, y'all are going to be disappointed. Yeah, Y'all have to look for God. Yeah. Look. Right. You gotta listen to this part. And I'm talking about God. And once you look for God, you're gonna see God in a man. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Because you know how a man is supposed to act. You know how a man is supposed to pray. And if you see him being loyal to God, if you see him standing, standing firm on what God doing, like you see him being loyal to God, it's like, you got to look at it like this. How you expect somebody to be loyal to you if a man haven't been loyal to, to the person that been there his whole life? That that's what Aaron just saying last week. And it's like... How he going to lead you if God's not leading you, right? Facts. Because that's what we said, right? So you can't look for no man to lead you if he don't have no certain... Standing certain, with God, you know, right? yeah, he don't have no... Yeah, that's what we're what's the destination? So it's like, you feel me? <laughs> and that's the same thing. It's the same thing for women. It's the, I mean, the same thing for men around. I'm not going to be, I need to see the God in you. I need to see you focus on God. Because men, men going to want you more if they see you focus on like, on God just like, and you not even worry about no, you ain't worried about no man. That's going to catch a man's attention like, okay. But it That's also catches, it not only catches men into God, but it also catches the wrong man. Because everybody oh, yeah, sees right. your potential. 
everybody can see. Like if you're light, people see that. You know what I mean? But that's but that's cool though, because if you in God, you ain't ever yeah. gonna be worried about them boys. And that's the same thing for men. If you see that, you know, and even if it's you gonna, don't see it in yourself, men see that and they try to take advantage of that. Right. But that's all about knowing who you are, too. So we got right. And he's gonna protect you from everything, man. You just gotta listen. But we be hard headed most of the time. You know, no matter the looks and stuff. Whatever it is. But man, it's all, I promise you, and I'm not trying to be super spiritual, it all leads with God. I agree with that. Too. You read the Bible, it tells you how a man's supposed to be. I learned how a woman's supposed to be because I read a certain scripture in the Bible. I forgot what scripture it was. It might have been Proverbs 31. Like, she's a woman, she is worth more than rubies. Yes, and it See, went that's, that's in detail. I think and that was like, that's how I want to be, so I want to attract. The yeah, same, you, feel you know me? what I'm saying? And I'm like, bro, I would want a wife like that. You get what I'm saying? That's, it's like, that's, not even, that's, that's just, beautiful. That's a wife. That ain't no girlfriend. That's a wife. Exactly. It's like, it's beautiful just by the words. It's like, you if you see that in somebody, you don't care about the looks. You don't care about if she have big old booty, small booty. For real. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like for real. It's like, you don't care about none of that. You circle. see that in her. Like because that's what you're attracted to. Like exactly it's like it's beautiful, bro. It's like it, right, it it's on the plate of a queen. Because it's not. Like, smile, I like this we can work through that. You know. <laughs> you know. Am I? They only care. Look, I agree. Because it's like they only care. Oh, she has big boobs. How many followers does she got? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But that. it's like that's just that's materialistic. No real man cares about that. That's yeah, like, like that's no materialistic. Because it's like what happened when she get old? It's gonna be saggy and it ain't gonna look the same. I think that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that's a problem. Thirty-one too. We'll talk about uh, is it Proverbs thirty-one thirty? Talks about. But that's um, going. Oh, it just talks about like what kind of a wife is. Something. It fades away. Yeah, it does stay. So that's how you figure out who really, who will really love you for you, because mm -hmm. that's inside of you, man. That's that's something nobody can take away but yourself. That's, really hard, yeah. that's what I. And women, feel. women do listen Honestly. to men. They they listen to men. They they want they want yeah. to know everything you a man can handle. That's why all these women, you know, getting these, you know, you know, breast implants, you know, the BBLs, the life Can I say something after you? Botox in the face. A lot of women get that because they they know that's what a moderate man wants. So it's like you know that's why. What's funny, y'all? I'm doing it now. That's no, what I'm doing. Like, right. A man will want that nowadays because they, they see that that's what men are attracted to. But you that they only that's the wrong man that wants that's to be attracted to that. Like you, you got to focus on the real man. The real man ain't going to care about none of that. Uh -huh. They're not going to care about none of that. Like they going to love you from the inside out. They're not going to love you from are. the outside in. Yeah. You know? Uh -huh. and stop being unequally yoked. Yoked, yes. Man, that's how y'all tear yourself down. Mm hmm for real. Am I, can I add to that? Um, uh, to be honest, just like, hold on, let me you, like, for the pe people that don't know what unequally yoke means, it's like, 20%. It's say something simple like this. Um, if I'm a Christian, I would not be dating no atheists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The belief is not, different. Yeah, you know? yeah, the belief and not also it's like, if you're not on the same mindset. When I say mindset, I'm talking about like, you could be a Christian, but be, okay, let's see, simple. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Simple. Um, 
I had it down in my notes. So it's, it's different type of people. It's strange people, simple, and hold on. This is actually crazy because I was I was <laughs> studying this. Um, I wish it would pop up quicker. Hold on. Oh, what state does that count? Okay, so it's simple people, foolish people, mockers. Ain't that a candle? Where? And wise oh, right here, and wise people. That's not you know what I'm saying? Smell like, let me smell it. So foolish people, um, oh my goodness, people that <laughs> don't taste correct. I don't want to hear none of that. Like they, um, like they, I don't like care. prideful, prideful, right? Yeah. Kind of um, mockers, mockers. It's like they mock them. what you say. Okay. Uh, I do this too, but they, they, they really playing around with like they mocking. You know what I'm saying? Simple. Um. They ain't trying to branch out. They just stick to that one. Yes, they, they just... They're just stuck in that simple. Yeah, yeah, simple stage. And then wise people that want to learn more. So is this like the rich say with the rich, the poor say with the poor type of thing? Is that what you're trying yeah, to say? Yeah, it's got to be equally yoked. You feel me? Like, nah, you, you can be rich and poor. No, man. you know what I'm saying, though. Like, yeah. like the mindset, the mindset of oh, yeah. this generation. Right. Like, rich stay with rich, poor stay with poor mm -hmm. type of thing. So when you're dating someone, or not dating somebody, but when you're looking for someone, you need to find someone right. who's... Is almost in the same mindset as you. That's what you yeah. yoked me. Yeah. Okay. And God will show you. I promise you. I promise you and everything. God will show you. It's like you don't have to look for it. When you look for it, that's when you go wrong. Yeah. It should just come to you, right? It's like you should focus on Him yeah, and He'll send it. In a certain way, He would. <laughs> he would show you and He'll put you in uncomfortable Uncomfortable positions and everything, man. And I promise you, it's like, to be honest with you, like personally, man, God will show you everything that you need to know. It's just about patience. And if you, you, if you, not seeing patience in a man, like patience in what God say, then He's not going to be patient for you. And being not patient for you is definitely not love. Patience is love. Okay. Yes, and can I go back to what am I uh, saying? Something about being submissive. Yeah, so I feel like that's important. Like, see, like me, or I don't know. I'm not saying everybody, but the uh, some of us, some of us women, like we want to be submissive. Like we're like, and not so much like we're like submissive. Maybe people think like, oh, that means a man can control me. That's not. That's I don't mean that. And honestly, if he's controlling you, then like. That's toxic and he's not the right man because well, that's not what submiss. I feel like maybe people mix up submiss submission for like being possessive. Like when I say submiss submissive, because it's like even in the Bible says like a man's supposed to be like the household. You feel me? So like the the household, the the head of the household. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And a woman's supposed to be like she doesn't have to be like a, a housewife, but you know it's like her husband's supposed to lead. A man is supposed to lead a woman. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like. Nice. That's why he said about being equal. So a man's supposed to love God already. So it's like, babe, um, hey, let's go to church today. Let's do this. Let's have Bible study. A man is supposed to be leading a woman in the household. And the woman's supposed to be submissive. Like, you know, like not like, oh, yes, I'll do anything for you. Whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah she can cook and clean. It's just like where it's, it's a respect thing. Like, yes, my husband says this. It's like respect. Like, I respect right. it because that's how 
she should be too. Like I said, she should be a private study one woman, and then he should be a man of God already. So it's like it, it would just be easy. Like yeah, let's go to church today. Let's do Bible study where they both agree and respect each other and be submissive and soft to each other. Not like this whole. I know like society has this thing where like women have oh we're so independent. I don't need a man. I used to think that way, but it's like if I noticed like for me personally when I had that mindset, I didn't attract. I just attracted like like they said. When you're talking about being submissive, are you talking about in a marriage or like right now? In the marriage, like yeah, where y'all are fully like committed. It don't have to like. I feel like you should only be submissive to somebody you're super committed to. You can't just do it to like. No, no, no. Until you marry. Wait, back up. Y'all, y'all talking once. Until you marry. I forgot you was still recording. Okay, I don't want. I I, I want to. I want to uh, like uh, pr approach a woman that that thinks like what Lene just said. Like you know, I don't need a man. You know, what, what's that independent song? Independent. I want a woman to think like that because I, I don't want like, you to want come into this relationship. You know, like, thinking that like, I I'm gonna feel all like your boys. You know what I mean? So. So, I, 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 I want to attract a woman like that, like, because I, I, I want you to feel like you don't need me. I, I want you to know that you, you know, you got it all, you know, that. To a certain extent. at the end of the day, you know, if we to both think the same thing, you know, that we don't need each other, but we yeah, know that we can complement each other and we can fall in love, then I feel like we can go farther with that instead oh, of, you know, using each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Am I, I, can I say, can I add to what you're saying? Okay, I agree yes, to like, yes, yes. I, and I love that. So I, I guess men, yes, I love like, yes, being independent is good or whatever. Who chooses this? Huh? I guess Yeah, okay, sorry. What I was saying. Um, he gone, he leaving. Oh, you see him? Go ahead. All right, that'd be up one last time. All right, you have a great day, sir. I've Something about what? Oh, about being independent and stuff. Like, see, being independent is okay because, yeah, you have a good one. So. Everybody say backstabs. Okay, like I agree with that. It's okay to be independent because, like, you, a woman should be in it. Like, you shouldn't be looking for a man. That's not your job. A man should be. Uh, a man shouldn't, you shouldn't be looking for a man. You should be focusing on yourself, focusing on your relationship with God and yourself. You shouldn't be out looking for somebody like, oh, da, da, da. it's okay to want to be in a relationship, but you should be focusing on you while you're waiting. And that's okay. That's not being independent, but there's also being independent is okay to a certain extent. But if you're so, because I used to be in this mindset where like literally it was so toxic, like, yes, I'm independent. I make my own money. I have my own this. Uh, so I don't need a man. It's like where it's like being so independent that you feel like you don't need a man. And then it's like, okay, well, if you feel that way, then that's going to make a man feel like, so what you need me for? You have like, yes, you may have your own money, your own car, your own house, so many degrees, but dang, God put us on this earth to love each other. He made Adam and Eve for a re reason. If God didn't want to, if God didn't want uh, men, if God didn't want like, you and a man to be together, he wouldn't have created Adam and Eve, but he created because love is beautiful. We shouldn't, it's so toxic that society makes it feel like, oh, women should be so guarded. You don't need a man. Da, da, da. I don't need a man. I can pay for this. But honey, me personally, I'm a lover girl. I want a man. I want a man to love me. Not just, but I want him to love me how I'm supposed to be, how he's supposed to love me. Like treat it how, 
you feel me how like a man's supposed to treat a woman you feel me like i don't want to be this whole muscle like where like oh i don't need a man i'm I'm better off without you like no i want to be soft and like uh, you know what i'm saying like just in love i don't it, sh- it shouldn't be so like oh i don't need anyone when you said when you said that but when you was like you, you, you got all these things what do you need me for you basically said, okay, when you said, oh, I got it, I got it, I got you got, I, mean, I got my own stuff. Like, when you said, I don't, what I, what I need you for, you basically saying that the job, man's only job is it's, to give you money. That's basically what you're kind of saying. No, look, it's, it's that's not what I'm saying. I was saying. It was saying, it's basically what you're saying. Like you're saying. No, can I, listen, so when I said that, I don't mean like, I mean that like, maybe man, when some women be like, oh, I don't need a man, that I have a car, I have money, that I have this man degree. Maybe man might feel like, from there, maybe like, oh, maybe, okay, you don't need me. Or like, you have like this. So it's like, what do you need? Why do you need me? Right? They might, together. They might like, feel that, like. I'm saying that stuff doesn't matter. What you need a man for is to spiritually grow together as yeah. people. Yeah, Not just that's, about, if you you can have all these degrees. But I'm saying to spiritually grow That's the point I was saying. That's the point I was making. Like, but a man should, like, but it's like, but sometimes you get a point where, where like some women, some women are so independent. They feel like even if a man approaches them, like, oh, I'm not going to talk to him. That's the kind of like independent I was talking about. Like where like they're so guarded that they won't even give people a chance. Like, oh, I don't need you. Don't talk to me. Da, da, da. So it's like, you're going to miss your blessing acting like you're so independent. You don't need anybody. You feel me? Because that's how I used to be. And it's like, well, if you keep feeling that way, then like you might miss out on somebody good because you're so independent and I don't think you're going to miss out on somebody good I think you're going to miss out on people that aren't ready for you it's going to be you being independent in your life and knowing that you don't need somebody to help you do this and do that it's fine society puts this I don't say society but like people put this um, thing on us that like oh you shouldn't be trying to be independent. You shouldn't be trying to do this. That has nothing to do with me finding a man. That has, that's letting me know that I got me regardless of whoever is yeah. in my life. And that's yeah, what I was but, saying. Yeah, like, well, it's like, it's okay to be independent, but not being so independent where you like, you, you, you miss up, like you. You're not gonna like, miss anything though. Not miss, okay, look, the problem where it's like, even you won't even give people a chance just because like, you feel like, oh, I don't need you. Because it's like, what if... But what that if doesn't have anything to do anything about being independent. That has to do about you personally. Be, you being independent is... Like, it doesn't have anything to do with the people that you attract and the men that you attract. You being not reaching out to talk to somebody and they say, oh, it's because you're too independent or stuff. That's just an excuse. That has to do with something with you internally. Maybe it's your confidence or whatever the case may be because nobody's not... If somebody doesn't talk to you because they're independent, that's them. That has nothing to do with you. So don't ever think that like, oh, I'm going to miss all my blessing because I'm trying to be so independent and this and that. You're just trying to make sure you got yourself first at the end of the day. Yeah, But it's also okay to like let your guard down sometimes. It's also another point I was trying to make. Like, it's okay to let your guard down and give people a chance. Don't always feel so like guarded. Like, oh, I can't even you know, like, give somebody a chance because I'm so whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's okay to let your guard down sometimes and, you know, try it out and see, you know what I'm saying? That's the whole point of getting to know people, you know? Yeah, get to know Y'all make good points. Y'all make good points. So, just speaking from experience, you know? <laughs> so, that's all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what you want to say. Mm-mm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I would say I agree with what you said. I just probably, that's really what I was trying to say when I kind of told you what I was saying. That's really what I was trying to say. 
But with that being said, moving on to the next question. Are we ready to move on to the next question? How to cope with someone not choosing you? Ooh, that's hard. Can I ask? I, I would say... Oh. <clears throat> I would say how to cope with someone not choosing you. I would say that I would... I've been in this situation. I don't know how to say it. been twice. But, like, the first time it was more like... It was like, how do I cope with it? Basically, I'm going to explain the situation. Basically, we were together. I found out, you know, he was in the closet still. And he, he was in a, a romantic relationship. And they were, like, engaged type. Dang, people have been living double lives. Hearing these <laughs> that, stories are scary for me. But And it's just, like, kind of, you know, crazy. It's not, not crazy. It was, like, dealing with the fact that, you know, you know, eventually he just stopped talking to me and stuff like that. And I, once I found out, I stopped talking to him. So it was a matter of him choose, you know, I'm not saying, because technically they were already together still, but at the same time, I didn't know. Right. So but for me, I had to cope with that. <laughs> See, if he told me, I would, if he told me, I would have walked away. I would have got the door. Sometimes that's, that's, that's not, all that's they got to do, like, speak up, for real. Speak up. What you trying to say? Like, if you told me you were in relationship, <laughs> I would have walked, and you, I don't care if it was man or woman, I would have been out the door. But I still really? think it's messed up that you did that, but back to how to cope. Yeah. I also said the way I coped is, like, I kind of, like, I kind of had to just lives. get over myself. That's when I put it out at work. Like, I did all this stuff. Like, I had to learn how to... I had to just process it. Like, the first thing I did was process it. I prayed. I talked to God. And I just learned how to let it go and just accept that... That what... what I may got broken and you know, broken down in that situation. But I know something better is going to happen from this. Mm -hmm. It happened That's for a, a reason, for a purpose. Yeah. And, like, what I'm going through now, I kind of feel like... Maybe he's not choosing me. As the person I'm with now, he's not choosing me. And it's, but it doesn't mean you're not good enough. Though. Yeah, the, the, uh, learning that you're, not, that you're still good enough, that despite he didn't choose you, or despite she, or whatever, that you still are worthy, and that you're you, still, even if you put out the word, like, I know this, person. like, you put in all that work, you're still worthy of being loved and the being, yeah. yeah, like, you, you deserve all of that, despite everything. Despite someone doing all these things to you, I agree. Can I add to that? So I really like what you said. Like, and I know it's so crazy. And if whoever, if y'all been through this situation, sorry, I'm sure you know because like I don't know if I have been, but it's like it's like I feel like I've been in situations where like they were saying the word they say like oh they love you love me, they love you, but like they have other people that they're entertaining. So it's like do you really love me or do you love the idea of me? Because I feel like sometimes. Somebody will love you, but they they won't love. But they'll love the idea of you. They they'll say they love you, but they it's like they won't even know how to love you correctly. So it's like you just love the idea of me, but you don't know how to love me, because it's like how can you say you love somebody but you have other people you're entertaining, right? How does that work? You feel me? So um, like I was saying, also if you have been in a situation where like somebody chose somebody over you, just honestly. You're still worthy. You're still beautiful. You're still amazing. Like, don't let them, don't let that dictate your worth because you're still amazing. But I feel like most, the bigger problem, it says more about them that they're just not sure within themselves. Because it's, it's like, if you, if you like, if you tell somebody you love them, but then you're entertaining other people, then that shows that you're still childish and immature and that you have a lot of work that you need to do. You feel me? Because if you were, you, if you were like in the right uh, headspace you wouldn't do that you feel me like it's like we're like having one partner is enough if you if, if it's twice this especially this year everybody should have already done all that nonsense uh, oh I need one more you know what I'm saying 
not to say it was ever right, but like, if you still feel like one person is not good enough for you, then I don't know what to tell you. Something's wrong with you. You feel me? Like, <laughs> you one person should be enough for you. Like, and that one person should be everything to you. And if it's if they, they if they're not enough for you, then maybe you're with the wrong person. Cause like, uh, what else can? You another thing my grandma always tell me is that. Once you, I'm not, she always say, she always say, I'm not in the begging business. And once you've done everything you can do, like you've honestly done everything you can do on your part of building a relationship with somebody and they're not, they're and they're not, they didn't choose you yeah. at the end of the day, then once you've done everything, you've done everything you can do, that's ne therefore, there's not nothing much, left what? that you can do but just move your, remove yourself, respect this yourself. pencil right here, remove yourself from the situation and leave that person in the state that they're in and you remove yourself out of that. And God will say, and the thing about, God will always send better. That's why I don't be tripping. You feel me? You shouldn't, like, don't feel like, oh, it's so, but it's like, God will send you 10 times better. Like, I kid you not. So because don't like, it's like, it's it, your, right? like how I said, it's like, what else? Like, it's like, it's, it's crazy. It's your life to drive. It's your life to move and push through. And if you let, if you, if you, once you, if you don't let, if you let that stop you and you let that shut you down, like, if you, if you let that stop you, how are you letting your life be able to move and drive through because you're letting that stop you and if you don't cope with it you're gonna it's not you're gonna never be able to drive through your life that that you were supposed to live that had purpose because the, you be you go into the situation had a purpose to it like it had a purpose and just if once you cope with it process it do whatever you do even if you gotta cry if you gotta cry, you gotta scream. Sometimes. You just you just gotta do what you gotta do, yeah, do so that you can move on with your life so you can drive your life. Cause you don't you can't you don't wanna let life get to you. You don't wanna let this world get to you and shut you down. This world because this because One if thing. you do if you let just this get get you down, then Yeah. Then what what's to say when the next thing comes to you, how are you gonna handle that? So it's best to cope with it, deal with it and just really accepting. Except that it happened, and it's like, yeah. but it's okay. But one thing I'm gonna tell you, life is not fair. They don't play fair for nobody. So you just gotta prepare for the worst. You feel me? Sometimes you can't even be surprised. I mean, yeah, it's surprising, but sometimes you gotta, you gotta be so comfortable. Like, oh, like, oh, wow. You know, sometimes you just gotta be like, I seen that coming. Like, where it happened, so that you're not so like dumbfounded. Like, where it's like you completely clueless that it was gonna happen. You feel me? Like, Processing. just. Yeah, like process the situation. So it's like, oh, so where it's like you're not like as hurt. Like where you're not as hurt. Like it's still hurt, but it's not as bad. Cause it's like if I were to say like, oh, I seen that coming. So it's just like, oh, I already knew that was gonna happen. So it, it won't hurt as bad. If that makes sense. I would sense. say like, when I like, say processing, like when I was, when I say processing, like I mean like I would say nothing about processing. When people actually say the word processing itself, I like to call it the P P A, process itself. That's the big one. Like, I learned how to learn how to process. Like, nothing with processing. Processing exactly what happened. What you did, what they did. Processing everything that happened, even from the beginning to the end. Processing everything. And taking it and thinking about it. And just letting it sit in. And then accepting it. Because that's the difference between processing and accepting. Because processing can take a couple days, a couple weeks. You process, like, I'm still stuck on what happened. I'm still trying to figure this out. And I'm still trying to... Yeah, and then once you process it becomes the point of accepting it. And pro once you fully, pro you'll know when you're accepting it, when you're starting to actually be, when you feel a process, a process of moving forward. Because you'll start really exactly moving forward with it because accepting, then, it, then comes acceptance. Because like accepting exactly what happened and what you went through, what happened, and what you did and what they did. Just accepting it as a whole, 100%.
of you being, you know, hurt and just also process. I mean, for my fact, about process, processing your emotion and how you feel, and processing how you feel and accepting it, accepting that this is the way I feel, and accepting that greater is going to come after that, accepting that there's something bigger. And I, but I also, once you process, it, you will accept all that, and once you start accepting all these things, comes once comes healing comes a matter of healing and you, you 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 heal from it which once you start healing and those wounds start to patch up and like you know how you, you when wounds start to dry out and then comes the point of let you have letting it go like you can be healed but you haven't let everything go yes, of what happened you still hold like resentment or whatever against yes which forgiveness then letting go Forgiveness like and letting it go. That's also a hard step that people don't talk about. Like after years processing, realizing that it happened, but like forgiving the person, like uh, processing it, yeah. And then like forgiving the person, like, am I ever really? Are you ever gonna forgive the person? Like sometimes you, just, even sometimes like I feel like growth is like, is forgiving somebody who didn't even apologize. Like I know that may sound crazy, but like you know you really mature when you forgive somebody. Who didn't even give you an apology you know like because it's like where it's like where you do it for your peace sake like just for the sake of your peace so you forgive them so that you're not holding something inside once you once i once you let go comes growth and then closure once you had a growth it becomes a full closure that entire situation yeah. uh i think is everything everyone have hearts lines to clear Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. The Talks and Talk. Remember to always enjoy the day, live in the moment, and enjoy the view. Enjoy the view. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next week with Talks and Talk. Bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Talks and Talk. Don't forget to stay in touch and stay connected with, with the whole Talks and Talk team by following us on Instagram at Talks and Talk with Joel. By, by following us with the click up button, you're staying connected, getting sneak peeks for each week's episodes, live Q&As, and so much more. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we appreciate your viewership. You have a great rest of your day. And remember to always enjoy the view, enjoy the day, and live in the moment.